This is the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, January 3rd. Welcome back. We have the Morning Sports Desk, our first one of 2023. And over the course of the last week, we went over our top four Morning Sports Desks of 2022. It was fun to see what our most viewed, most listened to discussions were. It was uh, uh, great to see, great to talk about, but we're back in 2023, and so is Corey. Hi. 2023 is here. How are your New Year's resolutions coming along? Uh, well, um, are you a New Year's resolutions kind of guy? Uh, you know, no, not really. I don't really have like a New Year's resolution. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. It's just more like it's the new year. I might as well just start. Yeah, but you could decide to be not a terrible person, for example. <laughs> oh yeah, you know. I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying might not be a bad place to start. You know. Yeah, no, that that'd be a good. You know, it'd be a it'd be a nice. Nice starting ground to get things off on the right foot. Try to be less of an awful human this year. <laughs> you know, I try, but then, you know, I just see that little puppy on the side of the road, and I just think it needs a kicking. I'm going to kick that thing. I'm going to kick that puppy so hard that the Vikings are going to offer me a contract. I think I think, I think, think I could kick a field goal. I think I could kick a field goal with that puppy right there. Look, in my defense, the puppy had it coming. Looked at me funny, those big puppy eyes. Yeah. Like I did something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> is this where we say the morning sports dust does not condone the kicking of puppies? Uh, I think we probably have to legally, but okay. uh, you know, I think it's just more of a common sense thing at this point. Yeah, if, if you're taking what we say seriously, I think that's your first. I think that's your first. Uh, we're idiots. That's, that's your first mistake. Um, I've got girls basketball tonight, CJ. Oh, my very first game in what feels like. Six and a half months. Jeez, you haven't done a game all year long. I haven't. This might, yeah, no kidding. Uh, I have Staples Motley hosting Rothsay girls basketball tonight. You can listen on AM 1430 and 98.5 FM, The Fan. Cardinals will host. They're two and four on the season, and they have uh, an Oreo sandwich of uh, wins and losses on their schedule so far. Opened the season with two losses to Browerville Eagle Valley and Wadena Deer Creek. Then two wins over Greenway and Long Prairie Gray Eagle, uh, followed by two losses to Little Falls and Piers. Their last game, uh, like a month ago, goes back to Friday, December 9th. They were on the road at Piers and lost 66-34. to of course, the Cardinals out of the Mid-State Conference. No conference games played yet this year uh, in girls' basketball. Cardinals averaging 45.2 points per game and giving up 51.7. Roth say the Tigers come in at 5-3 and three overall. They were vic- uh, uh, victors of four straight to start the season over Norman County, East Eulen Hitterdahl, Lake Park Audubon, Battle Lake, and Ashby dropping their first game of the season to Henning, then beating Brandon Evansville. They're off of two straight losses versus Underwood and Breckenridge. That was December 30th, uh, that game against Breckenridge, their last game, a 62-59 to final score there. Out of the Little Lake Conference is Rothsay. Right now they're third in the conference standings. Underwood is undefeated in Little Lake standings at 5-0, and then Hancock is 2-0. and Rothsay three and one, Hillcrest two and one, Wheaton Herman Norcross two and two, Parker's Prairie two and three, 
Brandon Evansville one and three. CGB has not played a conference game yet. And then Ashby and Battle Lake still looking for their first wins. Rathsay averages 47.4 points per game and gives up 44.8. So they're playing pretty darn good defense. And again tonight, 7.15 pregame, 7.30 tip time on the fan. All right, and you know that's the interesting thing with some of these teams is you have some some schools who have gotten in some games over the holiday break, but if you're one of those teams that didn't, you might not have played since early December because of two weeks straight of just Mother Nature throwing a wrench in everybody's uh, December, and then now the holiday break and now coming into the new year. So going to hit the ground running. It'll be uh, interesting to see how Staples Motley plays in that one tonight. Speaking of Staples Motley, the 1971 Staples wrestling team mm-hmm. was featured on the Minnesota State High School League John's Journal. Were they really? They were third place finishers in 1971 at the state wrestling tournament. Sure. And uh, that was back when it was you just wrestled who you wrestled, right? We're mm-hmm. talking like one class. They uh, tied for third place with Armstrong High School. Okay. And uh, in tying, what happened was uh, they they gave out trophies, but when you tie, they had to do a coin flip for who could keep the the first trophy, and then a second one needed to be made. In the process, Staples Motley won the coin flip. They got to keep the trophy. Armstrong lost track of their replace their replica trophy that they if they got it eventually it took weeks to make this how do you trophy. lose track of that i don't know that's the whole thing that is a whole part of the article so uh there's a, a cool thing on as a matter of fact it's on the superstation facebook page mm-hmm. or if you want to go to the minnesota state high school league site you can see the link to the story about how those two teams are tied together and even still are communicating back and forth with each other from that 1971 state wrestling trip. It's pretty cool. Pretty darn cool. And like Corey said, you can check that out on the Superstation Facebook page. So uh, 2023, Yep. time for a vibe check? Let's do a vibe check. Let's do a vibe check. We've got pretty much, right, we're talking three professional teams who are playing right now. We've got a professional hockey team, a professional basketball team, a professional football team. Uh, Let's vibe check them all. I want to see where you're at. Okay. Um, uh, uh, You answer this however you feel appropriate. We'll start with the Minnesota Wild. Vibe check. Vibe check. You know, I'm feeling pretty all right about them. The Wild are in like this spot every year. They're a good team. They're not like playing at an elite level, but you know what? They're going to skate their way into the playoffs and it'll probably end in a first round playoff exit. But for now, I'm feeling pretty good. They got a matchup with the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight on TNT. So national audience. I don't know. The Wild The Wild do this every year where they kind of play 500 hockey and then they have like a one month stretch where they play really well and then they kind of go back to playing above average hockey for the rest of the year. So vibe check on the wild and feeling pretty good. I would I would say if I were to do like uh, like put a temperature to this, mm-hmm. like, you know, 100 degrees scorching hot, uh, minus 30, 30 freezing cold, I would say I'm like a 39 degrees. On sure. The minute. I'm just like, eh, 
whatever. <laughs> they exist. I'll check in on them yeah. in March, and yeah. we'll see like what's going on with yeah, them. I'm, yeah, you just kind of wait. Is this the stretch? Do they get hot here now for the next month? Do they do they get cold for like what's in? Because neither of those things have really happened, right? They yeah. started the year. Give uh, their first three games are brutal, but yeah, I just don't. I don't really feel anything. Yeah, <laughs> uh, let's vibe check the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh boy! If they they had a great game last night. Yes. Uh, Rudy Gobert made a couple nice plays down the stretch. Anthony Edwards took over the third quarter. Uh, the Wolves moved the ball really nice without Nas Reed and D'Angelo Russell last night, and also have missed Carl Anthony Towns for the last month. They moved the ball ball well without D'Lo. Yeah. Who could have guessed? Who could have guessed? And they beat the Nuggets by the way, one twenty four to one eleven. Nuggets best team in the West, by the way. So they're a good. That's a good basketball team they beat. It was the second night of a back to back. So take that for what it's worth for Denver. Uh, but. Uh, I don't know, the vibe check on them, not great, uh, considering that they are below 500. We are almost halfway through the season. I know Carl Anthony Towns has been out for the last month, and yes, the Timberwolves, I've come around, have missed Carl Anthony Towns, at least his offensive ability. Yes, this, of course. This team can't shoot. That's, this team can't shoot. The, the, the Gobert trade is looking very shaky as each day goes on, and realistically, the Wolves, I don't even think, would make the play-in tournament if the season ended today. So uh, the my, my vibe check on the Wolves is like negative four degrees. Like, it can get colder, but it's pretty darn cold. They're 17-21 and 21 on the year. Now, a, a few days ago, you, I saw your tweet that said you're officially out, right? I'm, I'm out. The, the The deadline was we made it. Let's find out what happens after Christmas. I think you even gave them past New Year's. Yeah, I gave them past New Year's, and but then they now they've won. They're one game since then. Did that change your mind, or are you still like this is ridiculous? It's a good win. It's a good home win. Anthony Edwards played well. I talked about all that stuff. The one thing for Denver, best team in the West, they just they had a really emotional back-to-back. It's the second night of a back-to-back for them. They were in Boston, I believe, and they beat them, and it was an emotional game. So, like, second night of a back-to-back, I don't, it's a good win. Don't take that away from them, but, you know, take it for what it's worth. Vibe check the Vikings. Vi- Do we have to? No. Uh, vibe check is not great. Uh, and It's not just because they got steamrolled by the Packers and Lambeau and basically had to make me watch Aaron Rodgers do a post-game interview after a win, which is his most insufferable form, I think. Um, it, I, I mean, just everything about the Vikings screams panic because I know they had the miraculous comeback against the Colts. I know they played well enough to beat the New York Giants, who it looks like they're going to play. But the Vikings, coming into that game against Green Bay, had a chance for the one seed still. They blew it. They got steamrolled. Not only that, the Vikings are down to their third string center because Garrett Bradbury likely isn't coming back until the playoffs. Um, Austin Schlotman broke his fibula out for the season. Brian O'Neill is likely done for the season, yeah. and that is the death blow to this team. You're going to miss two offensive linemen potentially going into that first playoff game in an already shaky offensive lineman. Corey, we're excited that Garrett Bradbury is coming back soon. And if you would have told me that in August, that would be just 
you know, wild. So this team is, this offense is not humming along very well. And it's not just the offense, it's not the playmakers. Jefferson's good. Cousins is who Cousins is, but it's around him. The offensive line, Cousins is getting beat up and beat up and beat up throughout this entire game. Adam Thielen and KJ Osborne just have been very underwhelming throughout the majority of the season. And I just got, I got nothing on the, the I don't want to be down on the, on the Vikings, but the vibe on them is probably they're still 12 and four. They're going to make the playoffs, but the vibe on them is a chilly 10 degrees. So, um, I, I mean, I don't panic is not really the word I would use that. That goes a little too strong for me. Um, but I, I mean, the the O'Neill injury is brutal. That one makes me. That's probably the most nerve wracking injury. He's of, one of the top uh, right tackles in football. Correct. He's top right. And you replace him with uh, Ole Udo. Um, uh, was getting beat and even blown out in Green Bay though? Did that come as a surprise to you? It it didn't come as a surprise to me. And honestly, getting blown out by Green Bay isn't necessarily what the concerning part is but just the way the Vikings are getting beat up injury wise is not boding well for them going into the playoffs and now dropping down to the three seed um let's do this I, I want to uh, go along you kind of maybe hinted at your answer you talked about being excited about Garrett Bradbury coming back <laughs> which is not high in the list uh, I had this in my time off I had a a, a really really silly thought come into my head uh, uh, justifying in my brain why it could maybe work out for the Vikings this year. Sure, f- for better than not reasons, right? Yeah, it's just a, it was just a really really stupid thought. So I was I'm wondering, have you had anything really silly run through your head of like either justifying what's good or what's bad about the Vikings? For example, they're eleven and zero in one score games. Yeah, is does that is that a silly enough thing? Does that help you justify them being good? Does that actually help you justify them being not so good? What's the weirdest thing that's crossed your mind? And then I'll share mine with you. Okay, quickly, my weirdest thing, okay, is, look, the Giants won the Super Bowl with a 9-7 and seven record. They got in. They got hot. Eli Manning is I love is that a, you're talking Super Bowl. This is awesome. A dorky quarterback, like, can just, you know, if Kirk Cousins can yes. channel his inner Eli Manning, you just got to get hot. You just have to play well for three games in a row. Kirk Tober is a thing. Like, Kirk has shown that, like, he can play well for a month straight. Yeah. So, like, that's, if I want to drink the purple Kool-Aid, if I want to inject the skull right into my veins, I'm going to justify that Kirk Cousins can be an Eli Manning or a Nick Foles version and just get hot at the right time and will his team to victory. I love it so much. I love silly justifications for good. Let me tell you the silly thing that crossed my mind. Sure. Okay. The Vikings number three wide receiver is who? KJ Osborne. KJ. That's exactly right. Okay. Uh, their tight end is who? TJ Hawkinson. KJ. TJ. That's exactly right. Justin Jefferson is often referred to as what? JJ. JJ. Uh, their fullback's name is what? Best first name on the team, CJ. The uh, wide receiver from Detroit Lakes. Do you know what his middle name is? I do not. It's John. So AJ. So they have a KJ, a JJ, a TJ, a CJ, and an AJ on their team. Why not us? Why not now? Let's go. I, I looked it up. I was like, please let Adam Thielen's middle name start with a J. Please, 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 please. I want this for my, for my soul. 
Why not the Vikings? How's, they're all they're all Jays. How has nobody brought this up yet? Isn't this amazing? How has nobody brought this up yet? Uh, so I think there's one more thing we should touch on uh, before the end of uh, our time here to start 2023. Okay. Uh, the Monday night football incident that happened last night with DeMar Hamlin, who, for all we know, uh, is there's we don't know any chance that he's going to live like the dude collapsed uh and according to espn he suffered a cardiac arrest uh his heartbeat had to be restored on the field i was talking with dan a little bit about this last hour and uh just the the way things how that transpired how they took a 10 minute break on tv how they were rushing the ambulance out into the field they're performing cer and aed was be- a cpr and aed was being used all that kind of stuff never seen before in my lifetime for sure uh, on an nfl game for that to happen on monday night football on national television just insane and I'm going to talk about a couple different things, and then we'll be done with it. One, it just reminds you what the game of football is. It's grown men running into each other with the intent of bringing one guy to the ground. Uh, I love football. I love football. I love watching big hits. I love the game. So don't get me wrong. I'm not an anti-football guy, or I'm not saying the NFL needs to cease to exist. But it reminds you that football's a brutal game. And it's being played by human beings. And I think we forget about that because they're on TV and we don't see them and all, and all that kind of stuff. But it's just crazy that that happened. Um, some good news about it, though. Uh, Bill's DeMar Hamlin, uh, the Bill's player, DeMar Hamlin, his charity skyrocketed. Uh, they he had a GoFundMe page that was started in 2020. And the, the goal of it was to help kids who needed toys for Christmas. And so in his hometown... Uh, in, I believe, uh, Pennsylvania. And it had like maybe $3,000 in it in the GoFundMe page yesterday. Now it is over $2 million. I looked at the GoFundMe page. There were people donating 5 bucks, 10 bucks, 15 bucks, even $5,000. So that's really cool. So if you needed something and all that uh, horrific situation to kind of give you some faith in humanity, at least you have that. And my, my last thing is uh, the broadcast itself. I thought ESPN actually did a pretty good job with the broadcast. I know like initially when I was watching it, I was like, can we just change, get something else on TV, show some Rose Bowl highlights, show something different, just put any type of other programming on. So you don't have to have these guys keep going back on TV, telling you the same thing and then going back to commercial and then coming on and telling you the exact same thing. But at the same time, we really do want to know what's happening. And right on the field, as in poor taste as it could be to hang on and keep talking about the same thing and sending it back to people in the studio who don't really have anything new to add other than it's a horrific situation. I thought they handled it really, really well because I thought they came on everybody, especially Booger uh, on ESPN, the guy named Booger uh, ended up having a a good game uh, for a a good time out there uh, on ESPN uh, doing what he did. And then, uh, of course, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were in the booth. There was Elise Salters on the field. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Uh, but I thought they just did a really nice job because as somebody who's never had, a, obviously, a situation like that, but me and Corey and Dan talked about his experience too, but me and Corey have called local games around here. And if there's a kid who's down, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, whatever, you have to take a break, you come back, and then if something's still not right, you kind of don't really know what to do. 
and you have to say maybe the score, maybe say the time of the game, and and then probably kick it back to another commercial because you kind of really can't speculate. You can't really talk about anything else. You need to address it. So it's just an interesting situation. Anyway, I found it really, uh, really fascinating, uh, and I thought ESPN did a nice job handling an impossible situation. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, January 3rd. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plug Door Chris Howard. University of Michigan QB J.J. McCarthy makes bold predictions but doesn't fulfill them, and Ohio State kicker Noah Ruggles misses an opportunity to etch his name in Buckeye lore. Fans love their teams and the players. That is, until they don't. When it comes to finger-pointing, you'll find no greater antagonist than the fan. Why? Because it means more to them, or so they believe. As a former player, nothing angers me more than armchair charlies accusing the teams of overlooking opponents or blaming players for providing bulletin board material. But leading up to the game, the fan is the one talking the most, boasting the most. When the team is winning, it's a lot of we talk. But when the team loses, it turns into they lost. You will never know what those moments feel like because you didn't put in the work to earn those feelings from those moments. That's the great thing about being part of a team. You win as a team, you lose as a team. We cry, we console our brother, we don't point the finger, we go back to work, back to the early morning workouts, the hill sprints, back to the bloody noses and broken bones. Why? Because it really means more to us. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Why do dry January when you could do sweaty January? Right now, get up to $500 off Peloton Tread Packages. Take your training to the next level with accessories like a heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga mat, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Tread Basics Package. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.